0: Hello, hello, hello. This is Bravo Lowdown. I'm Valerie, and today is January 23rd, 2020, and it's a uh, day after the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Last night, it was kind of a stay out of my bank account or mind your own bank account kind of show. Seemed to center all around Jennifer or ja- Jennifer's uh, admiration, obsession, whatever, with Jackie's money. And first, we started off the show that kind of went back to the Mother's Day stop. And they kind of situated it out. We saw the cliffhanger with Teresa coming in at the beginning, you know. Um, first right off the bat she's like, oh you know why wasn't I invited was to your mother's day bash and uh, you know they didn't really talk about it uh, she's like I invited you this is where we're all having these conversations about these shows kind of being a little bit overproduced um, I hope all that moving of the microphone doesn't come up in the thing. Of being a bit overproduced, but I'm not gonna say scripted because you can't script it. These people are saying what they want. The situation is going to play out the way they want it. I think. I mean, I don't know. I really do think that some people signed on to be a villain. Um, I was listening to Amy Phillips and she brought one of the people on the show brought it up amy's not going to go near it because andy will be upset with her but um one of the people are like you know gee i wonder if sandoval's just a villain and he's going to take one for the team and there i had somebody join um a facebook group that i ran that i don't have anymore i don't do the facebook groups don't want to admin one don't ever want to admin one i'll get into that another day but i digress um someone joined and you know i don't i didn't get his credentials but a lot of things you know he said seemed to kind of check out and he said he worked on the shows and he was part of the crew that he worked for the production companies he didn't work for bravo he worked for the production companies in particular he's from Atlanta and he worked on um, Atlanta and then I guess he spent some time in Los Angeles and he said he worked on LA now and Potomac I'm not sure about but he said and this is all alleged and I mean I don't even know why I'm revealing it but there's some stuff coming out about Potomac and Giselle paying her ex-husband to pretend like they reconnected So this is why I'm bringing it up because it kind of all makes sense. Um, He said that actually in Michael, their very first season um, actually uh, negotiated when they negotiated the contract, they said that they would say that they were having marital issues and they came back and did the same thing that they had no problem, you know, throwing Michael under the bus, I don't know. Um, Stassi went on a rant years ago on her social media because she wasn't looking that great and everybody was kind of coming at her. And I want to say, gosh, I want to say it was like, I don't know, three or four years ago. It wasn't like at the beginning of the season. It was after she came back from Patrick. And I think everybody was just um, bashing her for one thing or another. And I can't remember even what the drama was. But she was like, what you guys don't understand. And this is, isn't is verbatim. This is paraphrasing. And she's like, what you guys don't understand or seem to get is that every show has a villain. And this season, I'm the villain. And I just thought, okay, what do you, I'm like, what is, is she saying that it's all fake? A lot of people are coming forward and crying foul over Tom Sandoval and Stassi's um, encounter at TomTom Tom at her book signing. Like, why would you act that way at your book signing when you have everybody there to see it? I mean, it just seemed to be a 180. Like, well, I'm sitting here reading a chapter out of my book to my, quote, fans, unquote. And the next minute she's storming through the bar to rip Tom Sandoval, a new asshole. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's TV. It's magic. Um, it's, you know, they say the the name Hollywood comes from uh, the kind of wood that magician uses for their wand. And it's made out of holly. There you go. Magician, magic, Hollywood, you know, film and TV is what they call suspension of disbelief. And you can Google it further to get a more in-depth um definition of that expression or saying that um, we know these days there's a lot of talk about the media. I know one time I was watching and I'm going off on a tangent I don't fucking care. I was watching um, and well we've seen it when the storms play out and they show the media reporting on the storm acting like they're you know being blown into the wind so they're like leaning up against the wind and then you show family walking their dog casually right behind them. No wind. I I noted one time Good Morning America had like a glitch and they showed a wide shot of Sam Champion standing in just the middle of what would look like a you know when your 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 drains uh your the drains plug up outside your house, the sewer drains or whatever, the Ditch water drains. I don't even know why I can't think of the word for it. But when they fill up with leaves and then you get like a flooding situation in the corner and the curbs where it goes down and slopes down. And it looked like that, like it was a street with a little bit of water. But if you put just that little square around him with the water, it would look like the whole neighborhood is flooded. So that's what I'm saying I think at this point, if you want to continue, or we want to continue, or if I want to continue to watch the shows, we've got to realize they're not just showing up with cameras, and this shit is just playing out naturally. I think that it's predetermined. They're going to get up and go to the bathroom. You're going to say something. And they're like, oh, look at Margaret stirring the pot. So getting back to the show, Teresa... You know, locks in all hot and heavy and nothing, you know, Margaret says, I got you a gift bag. Um, they kind of show someone asking Margaret at the party. They do a flashback. Is Teresa coming? And I think they asked, did you invite Teresa? Not that she's coming in. She shook her head no. We remember her telling Jackie, you know, I'm not inviting Teresa. So I don't understand why Margaret's backpedaling and saying, you were meant to be invited. You had a swag bag, but I couldn't communicate with you. I just don't, I I don't see it that way, but whatever. So Teresa kind of walks off on her own and goes out on the beautiful pier. And that house is gorgeous. And we're going to get to the house in a second. But, um, and she's like, you know, I don't understand. Margaret was so loving and giving to me. Um, you know, when she had that, wreath after my mom died the flower i brought it up and memorialized my mother and then she does this thing on mother's day you know i just don't get it margaret's aside going i don't get why teresa um we thought i thought i really connected with her how could she choose danielle over me and this is where the you know i know a lot of people are like teresa has a thick skull and margaret needs to realize that She has explained over and over and over again, she is loyal to Danielle, that out of everybody around her, Danielle was the only one that took time to really reach out to her. And she says it was on a daily basis about her mother. And I don't know. I mean, I remember she says it was after she died, but then I thought she said, In one interview, it was um, while her mother was in the hospital. And then I think after she passed away. So I don't know. Um, Teresa has a thing about loyalty. And what Margaret's not listening is Teresa saying, you dumped the water over her head. So it's on you. Why do I have to scold Danielle when you started it? And that's, you know, the culpability kind of issue. So I don't know. What do you guys all think? I mean, I I haven't looked on Facebook. Um, I posted it on Instagram and people were just saying they wanted to talk about the money issue with um, Jennifer and Jackie. So let's get to that. So this house is gorgeous. Um, There was, you know, like I said, there was a big, a little bit of a blow up with Teresa and Margaret. They managed to put their feelings aside. I think Teresa was very... Articulate and express how she feels. And I think, and I get it, I've been in that situation where I'm, you know, I have two friends and I've been in the situation, and you expect, you know, hey, I know you're friends with both of us, but you could have at least, you know, given me an inch. And Teresa didn't give Margaret an inch, but I kind of disagree with that because she could have left completely with Danielle and never even come back and said, I'd love to support Danielle. And she didn't do that. Even when she said, okay, I got to go back to the girls. And Danielle's like, really? And she's like, yeah, I invited them here and this and that. And then she goes back in there and Margaret's like immediately on the attack. Teresa, how could you let her do that? And Teresa's, you know, intoxicated and whatnot. So they managed to kind of come to a happy medium and they get ready to go out to dinner and Teresa it's brought up, you know, um, Joe calls. Hey Joe, how you doing? And she's like, Oh really? Why don't you just say that to Dolores yourself? yourself? Oh, I should do these accents. I can't do them. I am I, not even trying. I have to tell you in like real life. Like the, that's what I do. I do it all the time. I mean, I freaking love the show. It drives my husband a little uh, nutty because we'll be driving around and I'll be like, that's fabulous. And I just like, I say things and like someone else's voice. I love Amy Phillips. I love the way she does Eric and Jade. So I'll like do the voice with my kids, but I'm going back. So Teresa picks up, the uh, you know, puts this phone on speaker, holds it up to Dolores and he's like, Hey, Dolores, you know what? Uh, you need to get your boyfriend to introduce Teresa to a doctor because, you know, you know, forget about it. Yeah, you you need to do that. And then we have a relationship like you and Frank. Capiche? That's not what he said. But it was that in a nutshell. And divorce is like, I don't even want it. Don't even get me involved. And you know these people go, this is what I like about New Jersey. And it's kind of the Vanderpump Rules thing why I said I was drawn in because these people are really friends. I mean, the first season of New Jersey, Teresa and Jacqueline were really friends and Dina, Carolyn and Teresa really weren't ever close. Carolyn was on, she kept all Dina's friends at arm's length. They all got to know each other on the show. So you did have a real, um, friendship that started the show. Danielle was just kind of thrown in there. And, you know, if you think about it, New Jersey's kind of like the smallest cast that ever started the show. Don't we only have five people? I mean, you know, like you started in New York. None of those people knew each other. Um, Orange County, you did have a real connection with Gina Keo and Vicki Gumbelson. I don't think... Um, you know, anyway, I don't want to go through all the shows, but what I'm seeing here is Dolores, you know, and Joe and Frank and Teresa, they all go back a long time. So that's what I really like about the show. A lot of people are like, dissing New Jersey. But anyway, she says, go, uh, I don't want anything to do with this conversation and blows him off and this and that. And then the girls come back and Teresa brings up, Joe tells me, you know, nobody's going to want me. Maybe he's right. And, and we're all kind of laughing. And they go, you're a hot piece of ass. And Teresa knows she's a hot piece of ass. At this point in real time, she was already seen with the young guy. Love you, Teresa. Live your life. You don't need to fake it to make it. So then the subject comes up about Jennifer's, I'm Jackie, Blah jackie's money and jennifer is salivating she is so obsessed about jennifer jackie's money why am i doing that sorry jackie's money that she's like almost like crawling over the table darling trying to get like and you know it got a little awkward at first i think that it was tame because this is what you know I guess, I mean, I don't know. We've not really heard, we've heard people kind of like, you know, brag a little, but I don't think we've ever really seen another cast member like grilling someone like, how many houses do you own? What is your bank account information? Where did the money come from? Uh, What was the prenup about? You know, so now how much uh, of your portion of the house is yours and how much of the portion did your husband pay? I mean, it's not really deep and really nosy. And then she tried to spin it off. Well, you know, I'm Middle Eastern and this is how we are. And this and that. A lot of people are saying, you know, Jennifer is new money and new money screams and old money whispers. I want to know, and I've got to dig deep on this. I didn't prepare for the show. Jackie mentioned last season that her parents got in trouble for financial uh, crimes, for white collar crimes. And I think she said it had something to do with tax returns. So her father, she said, I think did some time, like a minimal amount of time in lockup and her mom was on a house arrest situation. So let's not forget that she's bragging about my parents were really successful and they set me up and I had my own money, you know, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, you also said your parents were shady about their money. So it's kind of like maybe you shouldn't be on TV bragging about your money, honey look what happened to Teresa. Cause you know, I don't know. I'm not saying they're not on the up and the up. I, um, I don't, I'm sure maybe they learned their lesson. It was a long time ago and maybe it was just some fudging on a tax return, which you do not do. Oh my God. It Jeff Lewis, Jackie, um, the bitch Bible podcast lady, Jackie Schillinger, Schilling, Uh, what is her name? Anyway, she does the Bitch Bible and she does Jeff Lewis's podcast time to time. She's absolutely hilarious. She's extremely intelligent. I, I, you know, totally admire her. But she kind of threw me when she was telling Jeff about um, she has to get this blowout every almost every day. I think she says it's like four days a week. So I guess she takes the weekend off. I don't know. But anyway, I digress, but the blowout is like $150 or it was something outrageously expensive and it would take an hour and a half. And she goes, it's okay. It's, I write it off. And I have a husband that has tried for years. We have tried for years because he goes through expensive work boots on a monthly basis monthly. That's how Hardy works. And, um, we've tried to get those puppies written off and there's no, there's just nothing in the tax laws that states, um, wardrobe and that kind of stuff can be labeled as a work expense. But anyway, I digress. Maybe it can when you're in the entertainment industry. So, um, you know, Jackie gets up in the morning and immediately gets on the phone with her hot husband. Yes, he's hot. He is up there with some of the hot husbands. He's been very downplayed, and we need to bring him out into the spotlight because Jackie's got a hot husband, and Jennifer's husband is hot too. I definitely think Dr. Aiden is a good looking man. So she gets on the phone with her hot husband, who's at the gym, by the way. Sexy. And says hey you know what's weird last night we had dinner and jennifer was all over my shit about my finances and he immediately was like i don't like that so i mean we'll see what happens as it plays out but it kind of goes awry when the ladies split up to do some shopping and you know they love to split these ladies up especially to do something gossipy like shopping So they go shopping, and there's a little, you know, tea being spilled here and there. But the biggest of all was Jennifer going, how about Jackie and all that money? Oh, my God. And what I don't get is her kid's birthday party was so shabby. She served us pizza. And I could have laughed because before I heard Jennifer's comment on the interview during that episode, i was thinking the same damn thing. I had actually just thrown a freaking birthday party for my 12 year old, mind you, but because we had all these relatives with little babies and stuff coming, I like had to make it all ages appropriate. Like, you know, and the food I had way too much food, but I'm like, I'm going to have all these parents there. You know, I feel like you're taking time out of your Saturday or Sunday Make it enjoyable for the parents. I had a fully stocked bar. I had beautiful food for everybody. You know, the cold cuts and the rolls with the man. I mean, it was kind of, you know, do yourself. Two different pasta salads. Um, I mean, I can post the freaking video. But I will say this, and I know I'm not talking about myself, but I'm just a working class schleb here. And like I said, if I'm going to invite like some kids' parents that I don't even know, mind you, because they go to my kid's school. So I mean, we had friends, family, everything there. I I'm gonna feed them, you know, good food and make them feel happy and make them want to be there. Um, I'm sure Jackie had booze. I'm gonna say I did see food. It looked like she ordered catered food. It looked like she had a beautiful vegetable tray and a salad. So Jennifer is kind of wrong there. There's nothing wrong with that pizza and a salad. It didn't look like much. There could have been some on another table, but there was other food besides the pizza there. As far as pulling out the Amazon box, yeah, presentation is kind of everything. Even with kids, I mean, she could have got a little wicker basket and displayed them maybe better, I thought Jennifer making the joke, like, been for yourself, you freaking, you know, whatever she said, you little creeps or your little brats. That's what i for yourself, you little brats, and threw the box on the ground. Jennifer's funny. Um, I don't think she's comedian funny. I think she's witty and off the cuff funny and is good at tongue-in-cheek kind of jokes. So they're at the boutique. Jennifer is dishing away at how cheap that party was. And Margaret's kind of, you know, defending Jennifer and going, you know, i Jackie. And then the same conversation goes at the other boutique. Jackie's like, how about Jennifer all up in my shit about my money? And Jackie, that's this isn't her verbatim. Dolores is like, listen, I get it. But Jennifer is freaking generous. And so she gets a pass. And I have to agree with that. Jennifer is obsessed with money, but she's giving it away and doing charity work. And she gives beautiful gifts and shows up at your house with a gorgeous plant or bouquet of flowers when you invite her over for dinner. Things like that. You know, I personally don't like cheap. I've actually cut friends from my life because their cheapness was just so damn irritating and petty. And it's like I work hard, too. I work hard, too. It's a give-and-take situation, you know, so I'd rather see generous and giving than cheap. I do not know if is cheap. You know, this all started with um, Dr. Aiden and his wife, Jennifer, stalking, you know, uh going over Jennifer's house and finding out how much it was and I was confused because I thought she rented it, and they're like, "It's fifty thousand a month," and then all of a sudden she owns it. So I, total. I mean, these shows go fast. I missed something. So they, Dolores and and Jackie have that conversation about money, and then it's all time to meet for a nice Hampton's lunch in a beautiful outdoor uh, cafe called West Hampton. It looks absolutely gorgeous. I've only been there once, and sadly, it was in the winter. <laughs> yes I only was there for a couple days and it is absolutely gorgeous I would kill to go spend a week in that area and hang out by the beach and absorb the east coast chic culture so you gotta love it when Dolores saw actually I gotta go back when she got in the shop and she ripped off that coat she's like can you hold all this because I'm about ready to do some business it's super cute I love Dolores. I just think um, the world of her. So they're shopping, you know, da da da. They go, like I said, they go to the cafe. I kind of keep going back and forth. They all sit down and immediately, well, you know, okay, now you go to the bathroom first and then somebody will say something about you and then the shit will start up, okay? I mean, that's the way it feels, right? Margaret gets up to go to the bathroom. No, Jennifer gets up to go to the bathroom and Margaret immediately spills the tea. Guess what? Jennifer thinks that it's funny you have all that money and you're so damn cheap, especially about your kid's birthday party. She was really, really talking about that. Now, mind you, also, while all this is going on, there's also behind Jackie's back's, conversations going on about the food her food situation it's brought up in the interviews and that's kind of one of the excuses that margie uses when jennifer has the concerns about you know i went to this birthday party and there's adults there and she served us pizza it's just cheap and she's like you know what i don't think jennifer thinks about food and that's just kind of her issue which i i don't know i i you know, it's the kid's birthday. She says he just wanted pizza and this, you know, and she doesn't think about the other guests. And I don't know if it's being cheap or just kind of not a good party planner at that point. So they go to the cafe, like I said, da, 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 da. Jennifer goes to the bathroom, Margaret brings it up. And then Jennifer comes back and this isn't sweet. immediately confronted by Jackie. You know, why are you um, concerned about my birthday party? The whole thing starts, and then this is where it's all going to end. as Jennifer says straight up to her face, you know, um, I didn't think that your birthday party was that great. I mean, you had an Amazon box full of uh, goodie bags that, you know, there was no presentation. You had adults there. There was only pizza. There was no entertainment. You know, I don't know. She just says that, you know, you're building memories here. Shouldn't you spend a little more money on your kids? And Jennifer was like, this is all they want. And then Melissa tries to intervene and say, hey, you know what? She's smart. And what's funny is Melissa goes around the table. It's not the way you, you, and Teresa's like buttoning her lip. Cause let's go back to Teresa pre-bankruptcy drama, all that heading off throwing a birthday party for Gia with a pink limousine. Was it Gia or Melania? I think it was Melania. Pink limousine took all the kids to like a freaking spa or a dance club. I mean, it was ridiculous. And if you watch Teresa's social media, she goes all out, has big, huge birthday bashes. It looks like there's a lot of food. I mean, Teresa has even bragged in the past about being Italian. We do it big, you know. So I don't know, um, you know, what Teresa was thinking, but you clearly can see her just like keeping her mouth shut. She's not getting involved in it. But then Melissa's like, you, 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 and you and me, we all do it a different way. But guess what? This one is winning. And then I love how Dolores is like, why are you pulling me into it? Don't point to me and say, I, I don't do a big outrageous part. I mean. I love how quick Dolores is. She's like, don't get me. And then that's when it gets kind of crazy because uh, Dolores is like, what do you, and she goes, you know, we're doing great. And guess who's going to benefit from it? Jackie's kids in 30 years. And Jennifer goes ballistic because, you know, I do know another thing about Middle Eastern culture, and that's a lot about the success, you know, your Kids having to be successful, there's a lot of you know, they're we've watched the shaws of sunset and we've seen them talk about it. You know, their biggest thing is a title, they want a doctor or a lawyer. And you know, Jennifer has even said how her brother, um, has disappointed his family because he didn't go into the family business of jewelry, he decided to become a teacher, and um, that's aside from the being gay thing, so there's you know. She's saying my my brother's doubly disappointed. My parents, Jen, Jennifer, saying so. She says, "Hey, wait a minute. Why are you bringing my kids into it? Are you dissing my kids, saying that my kids, because of my the way I live, aren't going to be successful, and her kids are?" And she's like, "No, no, no." And they kind of and the next thing you know, and this is what I don't like. Jennifer's like raising her voice. She's standing up and pushing things across the table. Everybody looks horrified. They're showing all these reactions for the customers, by the way, they go through the restaurant and ask every customer, do you want to be on TV? And they make them sign something. And, and I'm pretty sure they even tell them when something happens, you know, we'd like to see a reaction from you because I've heard people post that, that were at locations where camera crews just showed up to film Vanderpump rules and whatnot. And, um, Anyway, so thank you again for listening, my nine listeners. Woohoo! Actually, I think it dropped down to eight. <laughs> no, I am most appreciative. I hope you enjoy my recaps. Um, I just love Bravo TV so much. I have for over a decade, and um, I and I'm enjoying doing a podcast now. It's a fun hobby, and I hope you come back and listen to more. Have a great day bravo low down out